Hey everybody, welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me again is Will and Bruce. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Tom. <laughs> okay, so um, we're doing our 1994 series still, and uh, you know, we've been jumping around for some very, what do you call, prestige films. Now we're getting one of the more... Uh, Another blockbuster of 1994 that, believe it or not, there was an Oscar campaign for several things. And, uh, you know, some of you can see is justifiable, but uh, there actually was a Best Picture push briefly for this film. That would be from Dr- James Cameron, True Lies, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, and in her, I believe, film debut, Eliza Dusku. Oh, yeah, and Tia Carrera. I can't forget her. I cannot forget her moments in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had. I had completely. I mean, I was aware that this film existed and that it was a Schwarzenegger film and that, like, it was not anything I remembered. And that was all I had before you brought this back up. So thanks for that, Tom. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So uh, before we start, I'm going to bring give a couple little backstories on this. Now, uh, if you've heard the recent podcast I posted, this almost didn't happen because he was trying. Cameron almost got a Spider-Man movie off the ground instead, but basically, behind the scenes rights issues, he decided to uh, put that on hold to do this one instead. Now, as I'm sure we can both uh, all agree, there's a basically Marvel Comics tie-ins this because let's be honest, Charlton Heston is playing Nick Fury. <laughs> Only thing is missing is his name. Like they literally, he's got the eye patch. He's Nick Fury. This is Shield. This. <laughs> No, this is Omega, Omega Sector, Sector because Omega Sector sucks, and that's what this does. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm going to talk about this film but, real quick. Uh, my history with this film. Uh, so, in 1994, I was in high school. Um, this movie came out. We're like, let's go see this movie. We snuck in because it was R-rated. I think was it? Is this R-rated? I don't remember. Uh, PG-13. No, no, that's right. It was R because they got enough. F- yeah, there's enough F-bombs. So we kind of like just went in. I mean, you, I, I would say we snuck in, but I don't think the ticket taker gave a crap. So we just sort of went in and watched the movie. Um, and I remember enjoying it, like thinking, oh, yeah, it's a pretty good action film. Um, and then I saw it multiple times after that on like cable during uh, late high school and college. I mean, because this thing was on all the freaking time. Um, Schwarzenegger's big comeback movie, because I remember – uh, the last action hero had come out and I didn't go see it because I heard it was bad and it turns out it was bad. <laughs> so uh, we, we were all like, yeah, let's go see Arnold's comeback. Cause Arnold's cool. Right. 1994 folks. And then I hadn't seen the movie since probably 2000, maybe 1999. <laughs> and then I saw it this week. So yeah, that's my history with this film. I, I literally have no memory of my, I know I have viewed parts of it or other, you know, on television is the basic memory I have, but I had, you know, my, my mind had optimized that there was no point in retaining this film in any way, shape or form and had utterly discarded it. And I look forward to that uh, consignment to oblivion returning sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I saw a lot of movies in 94, as we've kind of discussed. This one, I didn't go see in the theaters. I don't even know why I didn't. Oh. I think it was one of the cases, like, it was just, I was, too, there were too many options. It was a really big year in 94. And I that one, I, I just waited for video. So I saw it in video. 
I thought it was good, but I also was like, okay, but I didn't think it was, you know, James Cameron's best work. I mean, we should point out, before he made this movie, he'd done, let's see, Terminator. You know, very great, low-budget, we should point out, uh, science fiction action film. Aliens, which is, most people agree, the best of the series, and itself a pretty monumental science fiction film. The Abyss, which is good, but, you know, we also have that great director's cut argument. Uh, and then, uh, I, I mean, I liked – I remember liking The Abyss. Uh, I thought it was more interesting than its semi-competitor Deep Star 6. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I, yeah. I, is that when movies started coming out in pairs? I, I remember, like, the year of two Volcano movies and then the, it was, the yeah. next year of two Comet movies. That's and definitely I'm like, the trend can you 90s. stop that? Definitely the trend yeah. of the yeah, 97 and 98. We had 97, we had volcano movies, and 98, we had uh, uh, asteroid. Comics yep. Uh, back to back. Yeah. But, uh, and then, of course, in 91, they put out, you know, Terminator 2, which is not only a massive hit, but, you know, pretty much a benchmark for action films. You're not just science fiction, and, but action films. And here's the thing for it, it really is. Too. So, Terminator 2 is. Um, came out and that is uh, uh, aliens and terminator 2 is some of my favorite movies like i enjoy the hell out of them they're great i'm super entertained by them um does that make me a dumb action hero uh movie watcher probably <laughs> but that's fine i don't care i embrace it i love these films when i saw true lies uh, again i remember i remember liking it but upon re-watching it i was thinking man these action sequences like some of them have moments of brilliance in them in, in terms of execution, not necessarily story, which I'll get to. But some of them are really bad. <laughs> like, um, you can actually see kind of what Michael Bay was going for in some of the Transformers movies. That's not <laughs> a good thing. Because the so the, the biggest action sequence, the big action sequence at the end where, um, and I'm jumping all over the place here, so just bear with me, where... It's Arnold and Faith from Buffy are on a Harrier for some reason, and Faith is like hanging off of it in peril because reasons. And the bad guy um, is is you know also on the Harrier, and and you know you got this this push and pull between I'm trying to save this this girl from falling off the plane, and I'm trying to knock this other guy off the plane. And yeah, it's really shot. The the, the shots keep spinning, so the, the camera keeps moving angles. The, the plane itself is spinning. There's holes in like buildings that you can look through and see stuff. And it's all very confusing and very difficult to tell what's going on. It's yeah. really annoying. And, <laughs> yeah. And it, it should be pointed out, you know, Michael Bay's first film is the next year, Bad Boy. So you can see he definitely looked at it. It's like, oh, I can, I can take that and go more extreme when it comes to crazy edits. Right. Now, uh, I would argue, you know, one of the things interesting about this film is, you know, the amount of money they put into it. Now, you say that's the climax. I argue that the the part where they basically blow up, you know, key uh, the Florida Key Bridge. Yeah, the Seven Mile Bridge. Pretty- I don't think that's the climax. I think that's a big showpiece. Uh, but it's it's definitely not the climax of the film. It's it's a cool action. Well, it's kind of cool. I, I don't even say it's a cool action sequence. Like I I like Harrier jets. <laughs> so yeah. I and they use really I enjoy jets. action movies that have Harrier jets in them, with the possible exception of Battlefield Earth. Um, but this movie that that the whole sequence of the bridge is like, man, you guys aim for shit. 
because yeah. they miss with three missiles trying to take out that one fucking car, and then they finally happenstance manage to blow it up close enough to knock the thing over. So I'm like, man, and, and they're like, good shot, everybody. I'm like, no, that was a terrible fucking shot. No, the penguin, should have blown I mean, it up two, two hundred feet off. before any of these things goes. You're in a goddamn jet. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Anyway, it's I not know. a great sequence. Yeah, and, it's and, bad. There's attempts at comedy in the sequence that aren't funny, like the whole bit. Oh, they're hanging off the thing. Oh, we survived. We survived. And then a a, a fucking bird lands on it and knocks it, in, uh, it knocks in the, in the sea. And I'm like, no, no, that's bad, people. I read they actually had the guy that pelican was supposed to be in other parts of that. Lead in the other compound fight, like that Pelican just kept flying around. The idea was, his, yeah, maybe it was supposed to be his spiritual sidekick. I don't know, but the, they cut all the other Pelican. Oh, thank gags God, because it was it was. And it was they bad. just had to leave one Pelican gag because I don't know, they owed Bugs Bunny a residual. What? I guess. Well, because you gotta have that one gag. Gotta have the one, and like the bits that are cut, like, and there's also the the banter between Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sequence where they blow up the Seven Mile Bridge. So it's like, is this going to set off the nuclear warheads? Uh, negative. And then they look at each other, like, obviously, like, they don't know. And I'm like, are are you willing to bank your entire, you know, the same? Are you willing to bank basically the Florida Keys and your own lives on that specific yep. piece of information? I mean, ballsy, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> Just, Jesus, like, who, who does this? And so what I mean yeah. is the action is not good in that sequence because it's disjointed and doesn't make sense it's trying to be funny and funny action jackie chan can do funny action chris tucker can do funny action well, you can be funny in an action yes. film a la oh, oh what's the you know, lethal weapon like that first one was yeah, funny no, and action you know right but it's funny and action not funny action Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. much narrower range of things you can pull off properly, and this movie tries it in several places and does not. It does not work. No. And I, I, we should also point out this is a Bond parody, also. And in 1994, we had had a James Bond movie for five years, so the a lot of the audiences were kind of you know meh on James Bond yeah, but, and because but, the last two James Bond movies Timothy Dalton but this that movie doesn't either. go into that like it doesn't you you know there's not like a guy with a cat this isn't Austin Powers you know like there's not no. enough sauce here it doesn't make, lean uh, into the parody sort of satire enough. or parody yeah it's it's trying to have it both ways it's trying to be a buddy cop film and it's trying to be a little bit humorous because hey our bankable star has a funny side and it's trying to be serious in an utterly upsettingly almost tr- predictable and maybe a little bit hasn't aged very well way oh, oh like talk about thing. hasn't aged well let's talk about the family dynamics for a minute because oh, 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 <laughs> and, and jimmy lee curtis needs a divorce attorney uh, uh very badly. yes because i love how his response to man i guess my wife's uh, flirting with this guy and, and might might cheat on me someday is not maybe I should go to counseling and talk to my wife about things and explain you know how I know things have been hard but I'm really trying you know to keep things together and stuff or I could no, arrange gonna, for gonna... a kidnapping I mean you know one or the other I guess those are both equal decisions I'll go with the kidnapping because that's what yeah. I know and I'm like what I guess I, I mean I, I can say this that if I were having marital problems my job is computer programming, so the first thing I wouldn't do is I would not program a chat bot to discuss the issue with my wife. That's not my first <laughs> choice of action if I was having any kind of problem. <laughs> I'm just saying that don't do what you know 
because what is wrong? And then and then the sequences are sort of and I do have to appreciate Jamie Lee Curtis's reaction to some of this, where she where she, when she beats oh, yeah. him in the head. I thought that was great. However, it's played for laughs. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. This is not a funny situation from her perspective. From her perspective, she should be fucking terrified, and that she's holding it together is a miracle. Right. I mean, yeah, this I, is now not funny. you have to remember, I'm looking at this from the today's perspective. Back in 1994, this was fucking laugh riot for me as a yeah, as a and, young high schooler. Let's put that out there. And we, and we should point out, Cameron has already done an alien aliens with Ripley, and you know Sigourney Weaver got an Oscar for that performance. And Terminator 2, we've got, you know, Sarah Connor, basically one of the most hardcore, toughest action characters of all time. So he knows how to write really good women action characters. This one, I don't know. It's weird because she does a really good job of what she's been given, but it is all over the place. And that's sort of the problem. I mean, this is a terrible script. Like, they couldn't have done something better. Like, they couldn't. There was no better. Like, what compelled them to even bother making this turkey? Like, what do you want to do with this? Why? Like, why? What is the compelling hook here except, well, uh, Arnie will be funny. Like, there's nothing here. Yep, that's your hook. Arnold Schwarzenegger, mega superstar. James Cameron, a guy who made Terminator and Terminator 2. Okay. Reuniting to do a action Okay, but, but like, comedy. Arnold has other movies he's in, you know, uh, mostly, I think, earlier than this, but contemporaneously. Like, you know, and, like, they use him to much better effect in a film that actually has some writing to it. Well, let's um, let's let's unpack that a bit, shall we? So Arnold's movie uh, before this that went to theaters, I should say, was Last Action Hero, which really leaned into the parody comedy stuff. And it's not Too it's much. not good. Badly. After this, it, no. in fact, in the same year, you have Junior. Now, Junior is considered to be one of his better comedies. I personally haven't seen it. Uh, I, I honestly haven't seen it. I have. I can. Is it, it is not? Enough. I thought. I mean, well, I mean, it's not. I mean, he's had a whole bunch. So, you know, that tells you. Okay, so if we're gonna rank like Arnold comedies, Twins is usually number one. Then Kindergarten. Yeah, well, it just kind of goes in order from start like... to finish. Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Junior, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I would say Jingle All the Way is funnier like, than Junior. You know, Junior's got like some. Oh, uh, maybe I was thinking put something of Twins. On a level. It's still like, Danny DeVito. Commando, Commando is just as bad in a certain sense. But the dialogue is better and it's more watchable. Well, because it like, knows what it's just doing. as bad. It's not trying to be funny. Commando is. It's not. It's not trying to be no, funny. No, it, it is. Remember, Sully, I would save you for last. Like there, there's, there is some humor in it. Oh, no, just because it has humor doesn't mean it's trying to be oh. funny. I mean, Terminator Two has funny lines in it, but it's not a comedy. Commando right. is not a comedy. It tries. It plays it mostly straight, but it does sort of lean into the whole like I have a one-liner. In fact, this movie has a one-liner. They're in. Yeah. You're fired. Really. Really fucking terrible. Oh, and by the way, okay, so I did some research. Okay, so Cameron had the premise, and they hired some people to write it. He didn't like the script, so he rewrote it entirely himself. But he kept that one line in that some comedy writer wrote. So the You're Fired was something that another guy wrote. He kept. But the most of the And it would be a lot funnier in an Austin Powers film. This is not Austin Powers. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, and even if it was a, a Bond movie, and we got like Sean Connery or Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan wouldn't spit on this it, film. Exactly. See, that's the thing. It's like it, he's you can tell Cameron's trying to take like let's take a comic book premise. Bond, I mean, it's you would think if this was a Nick Fury movie, this might be fun, but you wouldn't have Arnold as Nick Fury. That's sort of the 
ongoing problem. As you can tell, this is supposed. This, this feels more like a comic book premise. Than well, it is let's also. Else. This is also and, literally the peak of Arnold Schwarzenegger's action movie career, right? Because after this, you have the following four films. You have Eraser, which I didn't even remember was a film. You have End of Days and The Sixth Day, which I thought were the same film, but it turns out they're not. <laughs> and you have yeah. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Oh, you skipped. Oh, collateral you damage. You're right. Though. I skipped collateral damage. No, 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 no. You, you can't. You know, it's the second episode I ever did for this podcast. That would be. That's not Batman an action film. Robin. That's a comic book film. And he's not the star. I'm talking about ones he starred in. Oh no no! If you see the he's first bill. Is, is he, oh god! Well, that movie is terrible. Mister Freeze is the only thing watchable in that because he just yeah he chews yeah, the scenery. It so I would actually argue that that movie is bad, but Arnold is not bad in it um, because he does what he he does what he does, and I mean it's hilarious, but it's meant to be campy, so it kind of works. That yes. movie's still bad. Anyway, action movies he's in is uh, I forgot Collateral Damage, which admittedly I forgot because. Again, I didn't even realize that yeah. movie existed. And then Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, which after that, you don't see him in another action film. Yeah, he's the yeah, governor in 2003. Of you don't see him in another action film until The Expendables, which is just a cameo. And then he has a full character in 2012 in The Expendables 2. So the peak of his career when he is at his highest earning potential for, as an action star was True Lies. This is literally the high point of his career. That's sad, really. Well, see, I would say Terminator 2, and from this point, and this is kind of the beginning of, uh, because Last Action Hero was such a hit on his career that I don't think he ever recovered from that. Well, no, it, this was a uh, this was a comeback. If we look at what he made after, well, it was a, it everybody thought this was a comeback because it made a shit ton of money and was super popular. Like, uh, just like Terminator yeah. 2, which also made a shit ton of pile of money and was super popular. But True Lies, I mean, this movie was everywhere and it made a pile of money, a huge pile of money. Yeah. Uh-huh. It yeah, it cost a pile of money. on TV forever too. Like this thing went in a heavy. Rotation. Yeah, this this movie. I mean, he probably still gets a check every month from last, you know, from True Lies residuals. Um, oh, so, yeah. if you think of this as either the peak of his career, which I will argue it is, or the beginning of his decline, which is the other side of that argument. I mean, it's kind of in the same realm, right? Are you at the peak or are you just past the peak? Either one works for my statement. Yeah. This was it, I mean, guys. Uh, this was the best I just he did. Can't get over, like I don't understand, and, and you know, it's I didn't, I, I, I did not see it in a theater. I, I just no, I, not, that was no, not I, what I, I went saw, to theater for too. in the nineties. I did not go to see Arnold in the theater, so um, I didn't see it there. I saw it on television. I, I, I can't. I, I don't understand this film's popularity. Like I don't even among like I'm not saying the start the stuff that hasn't aged well or the fact that there are, you know, serious allegations of child abuse and sexual assault for a lot of Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just saying this is a fucking dull movie. Like I can't possibly be arsed to keep my eyes on the screen. There is nothing that happens in this film that isn't telegraphed like from 5,000 yards. Like I probably could have mad-libbed this film and just mad-libbed the plot of what will happen here. There will be mistaken identity between wife and husband. Har, har, har. Like it's just, Oh my God! It's excruciating. Well, this tells you that how the dull <laughs> and vapid. This tells you how the jaded personality works. Because, again, when I saw this in high school, I honestly hadn't been exposed to that many films up to that point, and I really enjoyed it. 
watching it on TV in college. I was like, yeah, that's a fine movie. I remember liking it. I watched a few minutes of it. Yeah, I remember that scene. That was cool. And would go back to doing whatever I was doing. And now I just look at it and go, why did I like this so much? <laughs> I don't remember. Because Jamie Lee Curtis. That's not, that's not why I like this movie, almost, honestly. Yeah. I mean. I know, but see that that that's always one of the yeah. But you could see that in a in a freaking. I'm embarrassed for her, like, and I think I would have been like she not no no. That's not her. That's not her. Yeah, she's better than that. Why'd they do that? Yeah, yeah. Now we haven't brought up another actor that I think, admittedly, kind of pretty much nailed his part, which is Bill Paxton. I mean, yeah. Bill Paxton was fine. He, 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 he's not phoning it in. I mean, I'll he, say this. It's, you know, okay, here are the things. Did it do what they tried to do? I actually think it didn't. I think this film fails on its terms, but they made enough money that they forgot it failed. Like, I don't think it's that funny. Exactly. I don't think it's that good of an action film. I don't think any of it actually meets test of, of, of like, delivery. Like, what did they do here? I guess the cinematography and the effects are adequate, but they're not well staged. These action sequences are not best of class oh no by no means are they shot. best of class these are as i said earlier and talking about adequate. Specific one they're, they're not <laughs> even adequate in some ways i mean some of them are but <sighs> bill paxton is great um great i mean for, for the three Come minutes on. he has a line okay. he's fine i i mean he's the I, funniest character in the movie was... Is Bill yeah, Paxton. he's still on the list of people i want to punch tom arnold like every time i see him i just wish somebody was hitting him Tom Arnold is fine in this, but he, he's he's pretty bland. So you could basically replace him with anybody, and it would work, um, in my opinion. Gil- Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, okay, maybe not anyone, but most most other normal people who aren't terrible. Well, they're on the same continuum. No, Gilbert Gottfried is actually very good Arnold. in specific roles. Yeah, yeah, his humor is hilarious. So. Yeah, I, I and yeah, his podcast is fantastic. And, and for, but I mean, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, but I would say this now: Tom Arnold is literally like the if you can date a movie, it's if Tom Arnold is your co-lead because like '94, that's pretty much his big year. Even though him and Roseanne are having their bad, messy divorce, he's like a he's like at the his peak of his popularity. So it's a weird, perfect time. You know, Cameron fought to have him in here. The studio wanted Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd, which I, I, I see what they're going for. But apparently, Arnold and Cameron wanted Tom Arnold. I, you know, if that's if they liked him, I get it. But at the same time, and I see what they were trying to go with with this, basically this uh, complete cuckold guy. But I, and I know if they'd gotten Bill no, Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd could have pulled it off. I think Bill Murray would have been awful in that role. Um. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's already done it with spies like that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, sometimes you get an experienced actor. You know, you don't you don't hire Christopher Lee to play your nice, uh, you know, friendly action lead. I'm just saying he has a type, and it worked. Uh, so sometimes you typecast. Um, and like Charlton Heston was in this. Like, oh yeah. man, why do you have to do that? Yeah. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. Well, you know, paychecks, paycheck, man. I- and he's like, I get to wear an iPad. Right. Yeah. Bella. Bella Lugosi. That's no, but nobody gives is. a fuck about <laughs> Bella. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> but it's it's so weird because it's, this film has so many unusual tropes. And as I was talking to Will before we started this episode recording, it wasn't supposed to be Arab terrorists. Uh, Cameron originally planned to be Irish terrorists. But by the time they got to production or right before they about to start production, Patriot Games had come out, Irish terrorists. 
And then he found out there were two other movies, Blown Away and I'm trying to whichever one. But the point is there were other movies with Irish terrorists all going to be coming out around the same time. So he's like, it's too done. Like, there's too many. It's like everyone's used to the evil Irish terrorists. So he went like, okay, we'll go with the evil you know, Arab terrorists. And, you know, did not, it does not age well, well even all, Even in context, it does. I mean, were, the bombing, I mean, wasn't the first no. World Trade Center bombing like 93? Yeah. Yeah, March of 93. So before they started making this film, they'd already had that happen. So it's a weird, you know, decision that he makes. Now, I mean, if he'd made it like, I worry it would have been too much of like a bad Irish, you know, stereotype character. But this is also kind of a slight, I mean, I wouldn't call it a terrible, you know, Arab character, but it's still not ideal either. You know, Cameron's not the person who should be writing this kind of dialogue. No, and... Let's talk about Eliza Dishku's performance here. It's fine. I mean, I'm not. I I, I know okay. what was going. I know we we're going to talk about the other stuff that was going on, but I want to talk about her. Yeah, performance. child actor child. succeeded in being child actor. Yeah. It, I, well, no, yeah, it isn't. Is I think debut, she was in something so. before this, but uh, I would I wouldn't swear to that. Um, but yeah, I thought her performance was fine. There were places where it was a little stiff, but again. She's, I mean, there's a lot of pressure and she had a lot going on and which we found out much later. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, oh, I don't have any, I guess so, I don't have anything so, yeah, bad I mean, to the, say about the, the performances. I just think the script wasn't, wasn't up to snuff. Like people are doing what they can with the material. Yeah, I mean, Arnold delivers a few lines that are really funny. Uh, uh, Bill Paxton's funny. Tom Arnold gets a few chuckles. Jamie Lee Curtis is a little shrill in this, but I think that's part of the writing, not her acting. So that's fine. Yeah, no, there was nothing else. To I do. mean, even even there was literally nothing else. To Art do. Malik is a fine bad guy. I mean, it's a little dated of a trope, but uh, you know, he's a fine bad guy. Nobody's t- too bad, and I, I guess no, nothing is too bad in this. Yeah, but I, I, again, there's nothing. Yeah, there's good a lot here. of. There is no reason. So it's running to the end. Don't watch this if you have somehow been spared. Don't waste your time. Um, go watch Paint Dry. It's more rewarding. Now I will point out this is also where Cameron's writing is because his bad habits come out. Like how many times does she say Harry, uh, Harry, Harry? Like. When you see Titanic, you start realizing how many times does DiCaprio say, Rose, why are you doing this? Rose, Rose, Rose. It's like he loves to have the name of the character constantly said over and over and over again. It's, the, it's his way of writing. Of course, we see Avatar. You get I, that I will postulate this is the start of the Cameronian excesses. Like this, this is yeah. – uh, yes, I mean people say, absolutely. oh, Titanic's what gave him a big head. I'm like, no, I think True Lies is where it starts. Oh yeah, because he got right. hundred million and dollars. I think that this is the start of the Cameronian excesses. And honestly, so, he's been riding that train for a while, and every single time it's paid off for him. So I, I am proud to say that I have never bothered to watch Titanic nor Avatar. I, I've watched bits of both on TV because they're somewhat hard to avoid. But no, I, I knew they were trash at the time. At the time. I said, I can't understand why anyone would watch Titanic. Uh, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. It's terrible in every possible way. Um, oh, no. I mean, the boat I, sinking I is pretty I good. I mean, like, the, the special effect of the boat sinking oh, is for exactly. goodness sake. You know, I would rather they did a version of it where they never show the flipping boat. Well, uh, that would have know, been much more interesting. that isn't all about, like, you know, stupid models and CGI. The three days spectacle. it was on. Uh, I, 
I like spectacle. I mean, I love uh, Pacific Rim, so the... you know, clearly, I'm not. <laughs> okay, but Pacific Rim is something that, like, you can't. I'll say this. Yes, there are places in the world for just straight up effects films. I'm not being that snobby here. <laughs> I'm just saying there's nothing. There's no, you got to be some meat on the bones. There has to be a story worth actually giving a shit about in some way. Oh. If you're going to backdrop it on a yeah. famous historical. Disaster. I absolutely agree. Like something, something. Yeah. And and on uh, flip side, I hate. Oh, I mean, I can understand people yeah, not every- liking it. I like trash mm-hmm. movies sometimes. Um, Oh, and so do I. But for me, I always say if you have all this money and you make some bad decisions or you compromise because, well, this is what we want to do versus what we, we can do. And this film, I think, has that same problem. I mean, let's be honest. The the gag where she drops the AK-47. Oh, man. Or no, 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 no. Uh, well, she drops the automatic rifle and it just spins and keeps shooting and magically kills all that of That is the such bad a tired – I mean, that was the tired trope then. I mean, I'd expect to see something like that in a Mel Brooks film, yeah. not in an action movie. Exactly. Because in a Mel Brooks film, it would be funny. See, I mean, if it was, <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, John Candy. No, I mean, it, we, we actually have an example of this in um, in Spaceballs, the scene where she, where the princess gets her hair shot and she grabs the gun and starts killing everybody. That's actually a super funny scene. Yeah. And I think it would have also been funny if she had grabbed the rifle, dropped it, and it spun around and killed all the bad guys. And they would have been like, oh, and then you could have, you don't even have to change the dialogue. You literally just have to change her her action in the scene. It's funnier it's with still... her being angry about the hair. It's, it underscores the pain. It, it absolutely uh, does. So, but, I, but I mean, it's like yeah, you can take that whole she's way. angry about that. And she Instead of her shooting with some <laughs> sort of accuracy, she just drops the gun and it magically shoots everybody. And she, then she says something like, so there. And everyone just looks at her like she's – and then otherwise you don't change the dialogue. It's funny. That gag could work. This is not the movie yeah. for that gag. That gag's not funny. It detracts from the scene. I mean because – so there's – stakes are super important in scenes, and the stakes are really high in that scene until the com- the comedic murder of 20 guys, uh, at which point I stop caring because I'm like, oh, well, they have plot armor, so I don't care. No, no, yeah, no. it's it's a it's a yeah. flipping and cartoon. Get, we yeah, get Arnold on a, we get Arnold skiing at some point. Yeah, on a it's horse. over. It's too over. The, this I, mm. I, I was reading something bad happened to the horse too. Like this movie is full of terrible. All right, I guess I guess we should oh. talk about the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, Schwarzenegger almost got killed on that horse. That's that is actually a fact. And admittedly, let's bring up the. I mean, it's only come out in the last couple of years, and you know, no. According to everybody, nobody understood what was going on because it was just that terrible. No, no, no. It was reported. Yeah, like stuff- they have it. The the person who was her guardian on the set reported it. Uh, they just, and confronted you know, the guy, and shit. apparently she was shortly thereafter injured in a stunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I cracked the uh, girl's ribs. Is what happened the same day. Oh yeah, but yeah, was it uh, Sue Booth Forbes was acting as the legal guardian and said she's telling the truth. And a statement said to Deadline, Booth Forbes said she reported the inappropriate sexual behavior towards twelve-year-old Eliza to a person in authority. Was but was met with blank stares. She claims she had had the sense I wasn't telling that person anything they didn't already know, and the complaint didn't go any further. And the actress told uh, somebody uh, and- a week after it happened. Like this is yeah, and security got in the way. Like um. 
this is all horse crap and it's yeah, you know it's... Uh, cameron has not made a statement which is quite telling because the stars who arguably may not have known about it because they're the stars and they're not production crew um are all in her camp so uh, they I, are i and, treat uh, this one as james, a thing that james happened. cameron did tweet about it um i don't know how much impact that has uh, about res- about how he no. respected and admired Dushku's bravery for coming forward, but it w- it may you could look at it as being well if you knew about it back then why didn't you say anything back then you're only saying things now I I don't know what James Cameron knew or didn't know I'm just saying that this is na- this is a nasty thing that happened still yeah. happens to this day it's got to fucking stop yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and you know, we're kind of dancing around, but yes, one of the stunt coordinators groomed and sexually abused Eliza Dusku. I mean, it's you know, it, she she finally admitted to it in 2018 during I guess the Me Too movement, kind of as it was starting to become a uh, gain momentum, and she's admitted that the trauma from that led to her having quite a few drug and you know emotional problems over the years and you know if you've followed her career she's had a lot of ups and downs and uh, it's clear that this kind of behavior did some permanent scarring to her i mean if you figure that (sighs) then she got the ribs cracked out of her you know in the same day of the complaint like yeah uh that's that's also terrifying like yes that guy could have killed her Uh, but yeah and yeah that's why this is doubly bad it's not no not only did he abuse his power horribly? He then tried to essentially hurt or murder a 12 year old girl. What a shit bag. Yep. Yeah. And it should be pointed out during this time, Fox was owned by Rupert Murdoch and I'm sure the Murdoch, you know, empire buried this, you know, this report for whatever reasons to make sure their stock. Well, I don't want to lean into speculation that is likely, but that is super, super alleged. Let's not. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know. I am. I, I, know, I, I consider downside. this a corroborated story complaint. You know, uh, uh, this, you know, it's got enough evidence to go to trial except for statute of limitations. Oh, yeah. So I'm, not, I'm talking about the, the beyond that. Yeah. But beyond that, there's not any evidence. Right. I, I, significant I concur with Bruce on this one. Uh, yeah. This this movie is um, through today's eyes is a fucking mess. Problematic. Um, but this is this is what the '90s were. Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> this is what. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, when we look at perspective, so like we were talking about how much we all have problems with Forrest Gump. We have, you know, we have different opinions about Ed Wood. This film was a huge hit as well as Forrest Gump, and got a lot more, way more complicated problems for like long, long term like issues. Like this is such a. It was only successful and funny because it was summer of nineteen. Uh, I think it just hit, you know, it, lightning in a bottle. This movie, if this movie had come out ninety five, I don't think anyone would have looked at it too hard. If this movie came out in ninety nine, it would have been dated then. Like it was dated in nineteen ninety nine. It's super dated yeah. now. Um, if this movie had come out a couple of years before, it probably again would have been overshadowed by something else. So. Yep. I think this movie just happened to be the movie that came out at that particular moment. And people were like, oh, yeah, action films. I remember those. Those are fun. 
Well, I'm just I'm just saying thank exactly. you, Jamie Lee Curtis, because I am given to understand in the Wikipedia article that she is the one who primarily is like, we're not going to do another True Lies after 9-11. So thank you, Jamie Lee, for putting this thing in the in the grave. Yeah, because he did have a they were slowly developing it. And she's like, nope, I don't want to do it. And and you know what? Cameron's like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'll spend a next oh, decade just gonna go make avatar, avatar. that's so, that's I, nice okay uh i don't know then maybe i'd take those things back i think maybe it would have been better a world if avatar had never been done <laughs> oh i hate that movie <sighs> well, well i'm sure we'll get to it someday um and just remember i'll, I'll believe them when i see them buddy uh i don't believe they're ever coming please, out please no god <sighs> i'll believe it when i see it on home video Hey, there is according to everyone who's been there. They said they've been shooting footage in in water tanks with uh, motion capture. Well, that's gears for, you know what? Like, that's fantastic. Sometimes. All right, uh, I'm going to jump ahead to the end because I yeah. think I've said everything I'm going to say. I don't yeah. think you should go see this film yeah. except as an artifact of '90s filmmaking, uh, or if you're a Cameron completist. Although I don't know why you would be. Um, it's not great. Just don't bother. Go see something better. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't brought this up, but this is actually not available in high def or in most Blu-ray versions. Cameron won't sign off to put this on that. He does not care enough to actually go, uh, sign off on the uh, on a transfer. So this is that's kind of telling. Well, it, it also may play to the, the you know stuff. some of the stuff if you view it on the stock like you see the wires. You know, I mean, it might also just be because I will say this is yeah. largely practical effects. I think there's some CGI in here, but not. The worst amount. Yeah, most of CGI was used for the shots of Arnold in the Harrier because that's he, he's not right. flying the Harrier. That's a but they actually the, the the I mean there are real Harriers in there, but the, all the shots of him trying to you know fly it and him trying to rescue his daughter that's all like that's like a hybrid of a they built a fake Harrier and they CGI'd. Yeah, I will give them that. Like they get the flying. '90s award for not trying to do too much with CGI. Agreed. Oh, and I, that's, and it's funny, then two years later, he goes gung-ho and even further with Avatar. So it's, you get that. T- I think you In the nineties, there right were there good that. CGI uses possible, but like, if you tried too much, it just failed so hard. And in the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Spawn. Oh, not Spawn. I like Spawn. <laughs> I mean, it's got bad CGI though, like real bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm like bringing up the CGI and Spawn is pretty awful. All right, but guys, uh, the last final note before we uh, wrap this up, if you were going to rank your James Cameron films, because we really haven't covered him on this podcast, where would you put this one? I'd go middle of the I road. Would bury it. I would bury it out back and try <laughs> to forget where it lives. This, uh, is this worse than Avatar, Bruce? Okay, so... No, Avatar is Okay, then worse. here we but, go. I mean, Avatar, you're going to need to drink to forget. This one, you're just hoping that for the sweet release of Oblivion to occur naturally. Like it did for me. Like I literally forgot almost all of this movie, and I was a happier and better person for it. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's just, I uh, think it's pretty middle of the road. It's, it's, it's very, if you want to see Cameron starting to get his head full of fluff and ideas and bad writing, then, then, then find something better to do with your life. Don't even oh, do that. Like that is a bad. Ambition. I mean, Don't there are people that. out there who examine everything. I'm just saying, here's a starting point. If you want to see the Cameronian problems. Yeah. W- once you notice it, it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Once you realize it, once celebrity you director it, syndrome, 
stop seeing it. So, um, yeah. Um, so for me, uh, if I was going to rank it, you know, obviously I put T um, two and Aliens at the top. You know, I'm I'm kind of a, I, I appreciate Avatar for what it is. Um, so I, yeah, I would break in Titanic as well. You know. My wife's seen it. It's her. It's her, in her top five favorite films. And I'll admit, if you see Titanic in 3D, it no, like, it's 3D is terrible. You... Don't do that either. Well, no, if you see no. a, a IMAX 3D, uh, never, the never do any of Titanic, that. Titanic looks pretty cool. I'll back your play. So I'll back bad. your play, Tom. There's a time and a place for 3D, but... and and sometimes it's cool. I haven't seen ter- Titanic in 3D, and I never will. But yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, another thing I'll bring up: if you ever seen his documentaries like Ghost of the Abyss and stuff like, those are really good. You know, I would put the Abyss. This I, I wouldn't put it at the bottom, but it's pretty. It's like second worst. You know, Piranha Two's. Uh, I kind of I the only it, one like, I really want to see again is Aliens. Like that's the only film that if you wanted to bust it out on an evening, I'd be like, "Yep, let's roll that sucker." Uh, it's the only one I would deliberately yeah, and, view again. And in particular, I kind of want to see the, uh, I don't know if it's a director's cut or if it's just they put in everything that got clipped like without his blessing. But I've heard there's like little robot guns and things in that new version. I kind of want to see that version. Oh, well, the extended cut of Aliens is really good. I, I Is that I, his I, cut I or is it just the studio's like... extended cut or what? Yeah, they trimmed no, down some time it for, for theater running because um, um, it does. There, there are bits that go they, a little long for the movies of the time, but those bits were often restored in the um, in the television aired ones that weren't like that were on like mm-hmm. they weren't HBO that were on like you know ABC or Fox or whatever, and that's where I remember yeah. those sequences from, and they're actually really interesting. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we get a lot more about nude and really what was going on on the planet before everything, you know, before yeah. they found the egg. So it's it, it's and it really is my favorite performance of Paul Reiser. And, um, I would pay money to see him die hard oh, any day. Hey, uh, yeah, and we'll we'll cover aliens eventually. So, folks, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, I, I know we get a lot of comments like, "Do you guys ever like any movie you talk about?" But uh, it's, uh, you know, as we deal with 1994, you know, we're getting a lot of interesting films in, and these discussions are important, especially when we talk about a movie like this, because, uh, you know, I'm going to call this a nerdy bad film because it's nerdy for like 1994 examinations, but it's also bad in for a lot of different reasons. You know, like you see $100 million on this film. All the, the money is on the screen. You can see these incredible, mostly practical effects and pretty insane stunt work and so forth like that. There, of course, unfortunately, as we've discussed, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, which is awful. And there's a lot of stuff that's so dated because it only worked, really, in 1994. So, for a snapshot of what the action scene was like, this is one of the films you, you sh- if you want to look, watch it. If you don't want to look, completely justified if you want to skip this film. So, uh, folks, if you enjoyed this podcast, please check us out on our Facebook group, Fans of the Good, Bad, and Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also, hit us up on Twitter. You know, we're starting to get a lot more attention lately. You know, as I told another time, you know, Tom Arnold and I may have had a slight discussion about this film recently on Twitter. So, I'm hoping maybe if you're listening, Tom, uh, you know, we uh, have our opinions, but, you know, 
I think I'm sorry, Tom. Too, I didn't so. mean to say you were as bad Folks, as uh, Gilbert Gottfried. You're just sort of on the continuum, Tom. You're on the annoying human <laughs> want to punch continuum. Maybe try to be a better person, Tom. Oh, uh, have, you, have you ever heard about the the fake uh, Peter Chris story he has? That actually is very funny. But, uh, folks, uh, please, please, if you're going to watch this film, make sure you don't drop your uh, fake recording tapes. If you're going to try to make your wife dance for you in a very uh, 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 maybe you should way. just consider counseling rather than kidnapping. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, if you do get kidnapped, don't pee all over yourself. All right, thank you all for listening. You have a good night. All right.